Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, I'm Ethan, and I'm not Gen X. But listening and watching Gen X grown up makes me feel like I am. If you want the same experience I've had, consider becoming a patron at genxgrownup.com slash Patreon. Gen X Grown Up is a YouTube channel website and audio podcast you're listening to right now. All made for and by people who love exploring media, games, tech, and toys of yesterday and today through the eyes of Gen Xers who refuse to grow up. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown-up. Welcome back, Gen X Grown Up podcast listeners, to this episode 158 of the Gen X Grown Up podcast. I'm John. Joining me, as always, of course... My buddy Mo, hey man. Hey, how's it going? My other buddy George, or he was gonna get on me for not saying he's my buddy. Wouldn't be a show without him. Hey George, <laughs> I'm just not even gonna start anymore. You keep fucking up the introductions every time. You want to do something different, just like Marcus says. Just keep doing the same thing over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta keep you on your toes, man. Gotta keep you on your toes. <laughs> In this episode, we watch a new animated series following the crew of a damaged deep space freighter stranded on a beautiful but dangerous planet. Check out some powerful yet economical tech to get all those various game consoles and electronics under control and play Atari's latest recharge title based on an iconic franchise they just recently acquired. If you're paying attention, you probably already know what that is. We have those (laughs) topics and many more coming your way in this episode. First, though, it is time for my favorite part of the show. One of them, anyway, one of many favorite parts of the show, and that is fourth listener email. Look, there's three of us. How the hell can you have many favorites? What? Well, you guys are both my favorites, so that works, right? <laughs> it's singular. A favorite is, is one it? thing. Is it really? Huh. Yeah, more than one. Yes. Okay. All right. It's kind of the definition. It's like having multiple A1 priorities. <laughs> <laughs> Something's got to be first. If everybody's special, nobody's special. <laughs> nobody's special. <laughs> Among my favorite parts of the show, fourth listener email. <laughs> this time around, our fourth listener is long, long, long time listener and supporter, Stubaka. Uh, He wrote in and he mentioned the head of his email. He's like, man, I think about writing in all the time and I always forget. But finally, I remember to write in. And the subject of his email is ads. Okay. Okay. So here's what Stubaka has to say. Like most fans, I love the retro ads you put in the podcast. Aha. Okay. On one of the more recent pods, either 152 or maybe the 70s and 80s decor episode, you ran a Nissan ad talking about the 1986 and a half year model Nissan Hardbody. <laughs> this was absolutely great to me as my first car was a 1986 and a half Nissan Hardbody. Ah, nice. <laughs> that was totally accidental. I had no idea, Stupaka. Uh, he goes on to say, I love that truck so much that I pretty much tell everyone I meet about it at one point or another <laughs> to the point where my oldest friend and current boss gives me no end of crap about it being the single most amazing piece of wonderful vehicle ever made. <sighs> yeah. So here shows exactly how not a car guy I am. Uh-huh. I did not realize that was a truck until you got to that part of his email. Oh, I really? thought it was just like oh, one really? of the Nissan cars. I had no clue. <laughs> Well, it was 86. Yeah, you know, it was a while ago. Well, George, if you'd like to hear more about it, just hit Stubaka. He likes to talk about it. So you can <laughs> learn everything you'd like <laughs> <Yeah>. to know. <laughs> what if he still has it? I don't think he does. No. 86? Uh-huh. Come on. <laughs> Hey, some people hold on to this stuff. Yeah. If it's as good as you say, Stubaka, you should still be driving it. Good yeah. God. All right. I mean, I've still got my wife. She's been around for 22 years. So. <laughs> That's, okay. Oh, you're so lucky she doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> I know, right. Yeah, we're all lucky our spouses. Well, your girlfriend listens, Mo. She listens all the time. She listens day and drops. We're all lucky our spouses. Oh, sorry, Mo. We forgot. (laughs) I forgot his partner. Why do you get on me like I was messing with Mo? I was correcting myself. 
man, this, this is going to be a rough show. I feel it coming already. Strubaka goes on to say, I know John likes to hear about how GXG brings back great memories. You're right. Well, I can honestly say I've never been more excited to hear a car ad in my life. <laughs> Now, I promise I'm not trying to ingratiate myself to George, but I know during at least one of the last several pods, I adamantly agreed with George. Okay. I just can't remember what it was about. <laughs> Getting old sucks. So it's like it never happened. <laughs> right. Hey, receipts or it didn't happen. George was wrong. If you can't, wow. you can't prove it. So <laughs> he wraps it up with his longtime salutation, Semper Quartus, Stubaka, parentheses, George's favorite. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Stubaka, uh, you know, I I never think about the ads so much about they resonate with someone. I know during our malls episode, mm -hmm. we did one that was for a mall that someone actually used to go to as a kid that oh, ringed with yeah. them. They're totally accidental and serendipitous. But when they happen, it got to feel like magic. Like it was custom tailored for that listener. Mm -hmm. I can see how that would be really cool. Yeah. Maybe I need to start listening to the podcast so I can start hearing some of these wonderful ads because <laughs> sounds like Damn that it, might George. be the best part. <laughs> We have to start doing a second listener. <laughs> well, okay, I, I have two problems. I have two problems. First, okay, I need to start listening. We knew that you don't listen. That's good. Might be the best parts. What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, you are on the show. You know you're here, right? You don't even give yourself credit yeah. for being better than a commercial. Everybody knows I suck. Well, sometimes Chewbacca agrees with you. He's got that going for you. Yeah, yeah. Can't remember it, but he agrees. <laughs> Allegedly, it happened. <laughs> That's why he's my favorite. <laughs> because he has a short memory. It's why he's your favorite. <laughs> Stubaka, thank you so much for writing in. We love it every time the fourth listener takes time to write in. And if you would like your email featured here on the show, it is drop dead easy. Just hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com. We read every single one. And most of them, like Stubaka's, will eventually make the show. Now, we know George won't listen to it, but we are going to get into the body of the show right after this break. So <laughs> stick around. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Gen X Grown Up. But if you have a friend who's not yet listening, why not? Tell them about us. They'll thank you later. A lot of underwear may look the same. Believe me, it isn't. No one makes jockey brand quality, but jockey. Not everyone uses 100% pure comb cotton or real rubber in the waistband and leg openings like jockey. Jockey is tailored for comfort, handcrafted to fit, to last, and to keep its shape. Sure, jockey brand costs a little more. But you get a lot of quality and value for your money. Jockey, more than a name, a commitment to quality and value. And we're back, and it is time to talk about media. Now, this could be anything in the media realm. This could be comics or film or music or books or television or whatever. Uh, and I'd like to start with you, George, because I think the item you want to talk about is something you were looking forward to last time we spoke. What do you got? Yeah, I mean, if I didn't have it on the official looking forward to list, I'd still be looking forward to it regardless. <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. This kind of transcends the realm of comic books and TV. Invincible Season 2 finally oh, dropped right. the first episode. Mm -hmm. On Amazon Prime, but they're releasing them weekly, not all at once. So at least you you don't feel like you're going to accidentally binge the whole thing and then have to wait 51 more weeks before right. they come mm -hmm. out with the next mm -hmm. season. Uh, it Keeps started off. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it does. It does. And, um, you know, it kind of prolongs that, you know, feeling of wanting to get to watch something. It's kind of like the old days, appointment TV yeah, kind of feeling, which is nice. Right. Got it. Uh, it started off. Like completely fucking with my head, completely okay. oh, messing yeah. with my head. Uh, I'm not going to give out any spoilers. All I'll say is the first five minutes of the episode make you go, wait, wait, do I need to go back and watch season one? Did I forget something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you, you get just a hint of, oh, it's that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now okay. I'm starting to get it. So it's a really straightforward episode that gives some twists up front, but then it plays into the motif of Invincible's uh, world. It's brutal. That first like 60 seconds are mm -hmm. just as brutal as that one scene from episode one where Omni-Man just kills everybody in the room. Uh, there's some stuff like that. And uh, Invincible is involved. I'm not going to say too much more than that, but... <laughs> 
Yeah, it's <laughs> it's starting off as good as it ended last year. Mm-hmm. Now, you introduced this show to me, this whole franchise to me, mm-hmm. honestly. I hadn't heard of it or knew anything. But can I ask you, just in case someone wasn't with us before and watched it, what's the premise of this Invincible series? Because I love it, and I don't need to know, but we, I don't think we talked <laughs> about that. Yeah, sure, no problem. So Invincible takes place in a world where superheroes are real. Uh, Invincible himself, the young man, he is the son of a superhero, Omni-Man, who is essentially... Superman. He came from another planet. He's got those same kind of awesome, unbeatable powers. And this comes from uh, Robert Kirkman, the same guy who does Walking Dead. He did this Mm -hmm. comic book before the Walking Dead comics. Walking Dead got popular, made the TV shows and all the franchises Mm -hmm. it's done. So they said, well, hey, what else is in your bag of tricks? And that's how Invincible (laughs) ended up as an animated TV series over on Amazon Prime. He is going through his typical changes. He gets his powers around, you know, him maturing in that Mm -hmm. high school era that we all went through. So there's a lot of that angst written into the character. Then everything turns upside down really quick. Bananas. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it was great. I mean, you want to turn up the pressure on a teenager, do what Kirkman did to the invincible character in the first season (laughs) and. Yeah, it's a it's a recipe for successful disaster. Even that first <laughs> season just subverted everything I was expecting out of a superhero yeah. show. And, and I've too. seen the boys. It was beyond that for me. It was so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so, George, I never read the comics. Is this following the comics still or do they kind of go off its own thing now? You know, honestly, I have not read the next volume, so oh, okay. I don't okay. know. So you keep it fresh. So if, if you want to yeah. know, you don't want to be spoiled. Yeah. I'm going to guess that it's probably something similar to Walking Dead, that it might follow a similar road, but it might have different twists and turns. Mm-hmm. That's what Walking mm-hmm. Dead was when they went from the comic book to the TV series. Stuff varied a little bit. We got different characters. Some characters died versus other characters mm-hmm. that lived. Robert Kirkman loves to take properties and... He kind of does the Michael Crichton treatment a little bit. He takes something that he Mm. loves, everybody knows, and he tweaks it a little bit for the different audience that it's going to be when it's a movie or a TV show. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go and read volume two, but after I finish season two Uh, of the series. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I can't wait to watch it. I don't watch any of it. I haven't decided if I want to wait till it's all here and binge it. Like you're like, you're worried about binging it, or maybe I'll get ankle deep in it because I was expecting it to be good and it sounds like, it's as good as last season or maybe better. So I'm ready. Yeah. I mean, so far mm-hmm. right. it's, it's really, that's cool. it's really special. <laughs> cool. What about this thing that you've got on the list, John? It's a, uh, yeah. What is that? Looks like a horror thing. Maybe it's from 2022. <laughs> from the title. I get why you'd think that. Yeah. So I found this film called the disappearance of Toby Blackwood. Now okay. this came out in 2022, but this is a pandemic movie. Remember the beginning of the pandemic. So it was mid 2020. And as soon as we everybody realized that, you know, oh, the pandemic is going to last more than, you know, a couple of weeks and we're going to be in our houses and we're not supposed to go anywhere. First, people started to find bootleg ways to do stuff. Let's all get on a Skype call together and, and play music or sing a song or oh, whatever. Right. And then about oh, a right. year into yeah. the pandemic, people started to go, well, damn, this is super long term. We need to find a way to actually make real entertainment, not just weird Zoom calls. Little things started to happen. Remember, the, like the uh, the Tonight Shows and stuff started hosting from their homes and find right. a, a, another yeah. way to make the shows right. we love because it's going to take a little longer. So while I didn't research how this got made, this feels like that second phase of a movie. The premise of the disappearance of Toby Blackwood is there's this poor downtrodden schlub of a guy who has just recently gotten divorced, like early pandemic. His wife divorced him, left him. He's sad. He and his friend group have a regular like morale Zoom call where they get together and talk about each other. And in the opening scenes of this movie, in fact, they don't know he's listening and they're all talking about what a wreck he is and how terrible he's mm. doing. And like, oh, he's on. Never mind. <laughs> but what, what happens is this guy who's the primary, he had a buddy in middle school who he lost contact with, but that buddy has since become a YouTube celebrity with a conspiracy theory prepper survivalist kind of website. And he's just a bananas guy. He's off the rails, but he's super popular. He's disappeared. 
Yes, his buddy Toby, Toby? Has, has disappeared. Okay, yeah. conspiracy guy is Toby. <laughs> hey, not I'm the star. That's of the right. Show. Yeah, his buddy, his okay. conspiracy buddy, is totally okay. gone. And so he kind of pokes around like he's curious, and his best friend has decided, no, no, this is the thing you needed to get your mind off of your wife and all your troubles and lost your job and all those things. We're going to really do it. Okay. So what they do is they start an investigation. It's like twenty percent of like um, like that missing movie, the movie that all happened inside of a computer. It's not all in a computer, right. but mm-hmm. the guys do all their work in a computer. And they're calling people on Skype to, to investigate and interrogate. Oh, because they can't go out. Because they can't go out. Got it. And because of that, this is not a horror movie. This is not a drama. This is kind of a, a low-key comedy with some with, with some life lessons in it. Oh. The coolest thing about it was because it's pandemic when this happened, it came out in 2022. So I got to imagine it was production throughout 2021, kind of the second year. So they got a lot of big comics to come and do cameos because all they had to do is get on a Skype call. Oh, <laughs> RJ Smith, Louise Guzman, Doug Benson, Dan Cummins, Simon Pegg are all in this ah. movie in little bit roles. And they're all people who were somehow involved in his online community or in the comments or one girl claims to be his girlfriend and isn't stuff like that. And it's just this adventure movie where these two guys are trying to find out what happened to a guy they barely know. And it's it's more of like getting over the problems that he has. The story itself is kind of secondary. So it's not like great cinema, but it's one of those <laughs> movies. That, well, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like, wow, yeah. that was impactful. It was like, well, that was right. cute. You know, okay. it's a bubblegum movie, a popcorn movie. What do you want to call it? Okay. Okay. It's a place for those. I came out of it thinking, look, I don't know that I need to watch it again. But if I had a friend over who hadn't seen it, I would watch it again with them for the silliness that happens, especially like one of you guys, because they're talking about this guy who's this, you know, an online content creator guy who's gone missing. And they're dealing with people in his bubble and in his like, I could imagine them talking to people at Discord. If Mo disappeared, right? They talked to hey. us. What happened to you and me? What well, could be any of us? I just pulled Mo out of the hat. <laughs> so it's that kind of goofy thing. You're not going to rewatch it every like you do, George, every year. Got to rewatch this movie. Right. But it's worth worth watching if you seek it out. The Disappearance of Toby Blackwood came out last year, 2022. I think it's on Amazon Prime right now is the easiest place to find it. But just watch. We'll tell you where else it could be. So yeah, cool. it's worth checking cool. out. Mo, how about you? What are you watching? Well, I'm watching this animated show on Max. It's called Scavenger's Reign. Never heard of it. I picked it up somewhere and I put it in my queue so it just downloaded it for me. Sure. It's animated show about basically it's like a colony ship it gets in some sort of trouble and escape pods have to land on this planet. Like no, the people, some of the people escape. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Unexpectedly. And the thing is that they're not together. So there's different stories depending on the different people where they landed and you know what they're doing and stuff. Mm-hmm. And when I watched the first episode, I was like watching it. And let me tell you, when they say alien planet, it's like nothing you have seen as far as the animals <laughs> or plants. I'm not even sure if they're mm-hmm. animals or plants. Oh, okay. And what they do, and then you see how different so one group has kind of learned to use the different animals and plants to their benefit. You know, another group mm. is still kind of fighting them. You know, it's like still it's still like a us versus them kind of thing, you know, and another person's just sort of out there and just kind of losing his mind. And so the stories about all of them and they do eventually intersect at some point way down the road. But so I watched the first episode. I was like, eh. I was like, you know, kind of half watching it, you know, like it was on. Mm-hmm. It's just animated. I'll bake dinner while I'm watching or something. Check it out. Right. I was like, eh, I said, it's too weird. Then I went back and I was like, let me watch it again. And I wound up binging like three episodes in a row when I started paying attention. <laughs> so, hmm. Oh, okay. On Rotten Tomatoes, 100% with really? 97 by audience. Wow. Hmm. I mean, it's like, which I was like, wow, I haven't seen something that high in a long time. Hmm. The animation style is very Studio Ghibli sort of look to it. Um, uh-huh. It has kind of an anime-ish. Like, like Ponyo and... Exactly, yeah. Howl's Castle, whatever. That, Castle. that studio. Yeah, right, has right, that yeah. kind of like kind of vibe to it, but it's not exactly mm-hmm. that vibe, but that's the closest I could think of. Uh, when you, and watching it, you suddenly, like, it's, again, like, all good things. It's about the people, eventually, you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. Um, you start, like, getting, like, oh, wow, I kind of like this person. I don't like this person, or that guy's really a scumbag, you know? And then you start <laughs> kind of, like, caring about them, and then you seeing, like, what happens to them, and all, and trust me, this planet is, when I say it's bizarre, that doesn't begin to cover, like, how bizarre this planet is. And I can see, like, even though the, and the planet itself is almost like a character in the show. Like, there's the people and then there's the planet, you know, and, and all the craziness and stuff that they do. So, it, the last episode dropped yesterday. So, all 10 all episodes out. are now out there right now as you can watch huh. them all. And I'm about seven or eight episodes in. I think I only have like three more left. And let me tell you, I'm like, I'm probably going to watch the rest of them tonight. Wow. Well, now you mentioned that you said something about how the plant life and the animal life was mm-hmm. kind of weird and surreal and stuff like that. The thing that popped into my head before you mentioned the mm-hmm. uh, uh, the whole Studio Ghibli thing was it reminded me of heavy metal 
which mm. was actually mm. a surrealist animation mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. where it's not that the things around were that chaotic. It's just that they made scribbles for the background of weird stuff. Is it like that? Or are the animals and creatures and plants and stuff, are they actually surreal looking? They're surreal and they're looking. being drawn accurately. Okay. They're All right. surreal looking. The backgrounds are very simple, but the animals and stuff are, okay. like I said, yeah, they're very surreal looking. Like the number of legs is wrong or the they, they have like weird <laughs> biology. Like for some reason, this one animal just sort of like puffs up in like a balloon and it floats away. I mean, it's just weird stuff that happens, you know, that like you're like, and so you basically just learn not to expect anything from the animal. Like it could be whatever at that point, um, but they did such an amazing job of it. And then the story, like after the first couple and you say, you start getting into it and you start realizing that the mm -hmm. story is about those people and then you start learning their backstories and they go a little bit like, what were they like on the ship before all this happened and what, ha you the know, flashbacks. that led up to it. And they did a, really really good job of it and if you're into that i say just get through the first couple because it's 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 weird i mean I, there's a way to put it the mm. planet it's weird that what's going on with them is weird but once you kind of get through that and start getting into the characters it's a really great show i'm often hesitant to start a series when people say you just got to get a couple episodes in to start liking it but i'm hearing yeah. you say that and you you hate that too i know we've talked about uh, yeah. it but you're saying if you invest the time and get through a couple it's actually very captivating is what i'm hearing you say yes very much so and the first episodes mm. are needed yeah like they're oh, not like it's wasted. not just fluff yeah mm. it's not fluff okay. it's like it's, it's a lot of background stuff and it's showing the planet a lot you know not necessarily mm. the people as much but it's kind of getting the planet and stuff like that so it was, it was really really well done so if, if you're into that at all i definitely recommend watching it all right scavengers reign and you said it's over on max where you can check it out yep cool and a link in the show notes nice Absolutely. all right thanks mo we'll be right back hi this is comedian and writer and let's be honest i do a lot of things this is dean archipotis the host of whiskey business the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, yeah, right? And yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? <laughs> the Bigfoot thing is people have seen these, and, and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Tripotis. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network. Be sure to subscribe to or follow Gen X Grown Up wherever you listen. And while you're there, rate and review the show, too. It helps more than you know. This is the taste that has won over 200 medals for excellence in wine tasting competitions all over the world. This is Inglenook. This is the taste that is served by more travel holiday award-winning restaurants than any of the other top five California wines. This is Inglenook. This is the taste that brought a record price for a California wine in auction, over $1,000 a bottle. Discover award-winning taste. Discover Inglenook. All right, looking here, looks like we all have some pretty interesting tech and toys to talk about here. So, Hopefully. This, George, why don't you go first? Okay, we'll start with the least interesting one. That's yeah, a good we'll idea. See. We'll see. <laughs> we'll let the audience decide. It's decide. really not that interesting. Careful, uh, don't oversell it. But it's something it. that works for me. So, a video <laughs> HDMI three in one like it's three inputs to one output switch the reason why i needed this i have an older tv that i got on a walmart black friday sale probably 10 years ago at this point it is mm -hmm. 1080p just barely but <laughs> it's Little got beat. um like three hdmi inputs and the problem is with some of the new stuff that we've acquired recently through some of our partners and friends and all that kind of stuff I, I just don't have enough HDMI ports on right. the TV in sure. order to have everything connected at once. Yeah. So I really wanted to have my Nintendo Switch connected to the TV. Mm -hmm. And I There's really one. wanted my Atari GameStation Pro yeah. too. Yep. on there. I already have a Roku device, a, a Fire Stick device. Fork. 
and Roku um, and Fire the, Stick. Wow. The, <laughs> also, the computer that I use for most everything, oh, it's got its third yeah. monitor plugged up to the TV oh, yeah. as well. You're overfilled. Yeah. Yeah. So I needed something that was simple. And this device makes it so that I don't have to buy a new TV and spend $2,000 like John would buy a new car to get his radio updated. <laughs> I don't have to do that in this case. I resemble that remark. <laughs> The things that I like about it are that it's it's a straightforward, simple little device. It's all one box. It's not powered. In other words, you don't have to plug mm-hmm. an extra power cable into okay. it that has to go into another plug somewhere. It runs off of the HDMI power that comes from the devices okay. that you plug into it. So your devices, in order for it to work, at least one of them has to be on. But in order for me on, to right? use it, those devices are going to be on anyway. So who cares? <laughs> right? be on anyway. Yeah. Uh, you could switch back and forth with a little button that's on the device. Some of the devices I looked at had a remote, but they were also a little bit more expensive. And that's mm. why I like this device the most, mm. because it was only $18. So, oh, mm. I mean, very wow. simple, affordable solution to a problem like this. I made sure that it's got plenty of support. It's got HDR10, HDCP 2.2. It Mm. will take care of a Fire Stick or a PS5 or a PS4. So that all works with everything that I'm going to plug into it. I still want to, I'm actually going to buy a second one because I want to get another group of devices like the PS4 that I have out in the living room. I want to bring that in here. It's made out of an aluminum alloy body, so it's durable and Mm. it's very light. So I just got some double-sided tape, stuck it to the bottom of the TV and plugged everything up and it works right out of the box. No problems. Wow. Can't can't complain about that. You almost answered the question that I had about this, uh, I Mm. think, but I'm still going to ask because I'm not totally certain. You mentioned that the reason for having this is so you don't have to reach behind the TV and plug and unplug HDMI wires, right? Or or unplug them anywhere. Right. But you said the how, the way you change between the three inputs is a button mm-hmm. on it. So yep. what's what's the length of the cord? Because if I have to reach behind the TV to push a button, that's a pain. But you said it like you stuck it up under the TV. So is it like got right. a one foot, a three foot, a six? What about the cable that plugs in versus where the input switch box is? So the cable that can plug into it is detachable. So you can put oh, any oh, length okay. of an HDMI oh, right. cable on right. it you want. Oh, so it doesn't matter. You put it where you want it. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. It comes with a four foot cable. So oh, I imagine funny. that for most people, you can Probably get enough. that around to the front of your TV from yeah. the back four foot. I ended up uh, just finding a little one or two foot cable that I had because that's all I needed. Brought it around to under the TV mm-hmm. a little bit. So it's just literally stuck to the bottom of the TV. And I made sure the button is closest to me so I don't have to reach <laughs> to the back of the thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's straightforward, works. And I've had it installed for about a week now. It even works with the uh, Roku. When I press the remote, I press any button on the remote, the Roku always woke up my TV. It mm-hmm. still does that through this device. So oh, that's so it's nice. selected, pushes it through. Good. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So it, and 20 bucks. You know, it, that's it, shit. That's yeah, yeah. really like, yeah. $18. They made a simple, somewhat easy to deal with product. And mm-hmm. it looks like it's durable, you know, aluminum case. It's like it's going to be a winner. Yeah. It beats having to plug in and unplug and stuff. That's just a pain. That will make you not play with the gadget if it's a pain to plug mm-hmm. in and unplug. Yeah. You just go, nah, oh, maybe later. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it, Solution. you know, it really beats not spending $2,000 on a new television. So Even more so. Yes. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. John, what about you? I think the thing that you want to talk about is something that you and I have been investigating, but you've been playing with it quite a lot. Oh, sure. Yeah. So, look, a big deal on the internet all over the place, especially starting back in like 2021. 2022, whatever, is when TikTok came around is short form video. So mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. TikTok, they're called I think, TikToks. I don't know. On like uh, Facebook and Instagram, they're called Reels. On YouTube, they're called Shorts. And they all have different rules how long it is. But effectively, in general, it's like a like 60 second ish video that's vertical for your phone. So you can just swipe through it. And you're like, there's a guy, you know, there's a guy pressure washing. There's a girl with her boobs out. There's a guy pressure washing. Here's somebody <laughs> dancing. Here's somebody, wait, wait, go back twice. What was that? You know, it's it's just, it's constant <laughs> thumb swiping, right? All the time. And uh, if you want to get recognition, it's it's a huge place where Gen X Grown Up needs to be. We recognized that back a year ago when we started, you know, chopping up podcast elements into it and started taking old videos and chopping them up and cross-posting them. 
But shorts in general don't have the bang for the buck that you might invest in producing them. The problem is, hey, it might take an hour or so to make it. You might get 2,000 views on it, but that's only worth like 15 cents. So it doesn't Mm -hmm. make, you want to have them, but you don't want to put the effort into them. So now this is by far not the only service that does this, but the one I encountered is called Opus Clip. This is an AI service that you can feed a video and using artificial intelligence, it listens to the script, it finds coherent, meaningful, searchable, 60 second or less chunks, re-blocks them for verticals, so I'm feeding it widescreen video, re-blocks them and formats them, scales them and crops them, and automatically adds captions without you doing anything. And it generates short form videos. So I've been using this for, I don't know, maybe a month or so now, and I'm able to feed it. You don't have to upload the video. You could say, here's a YouTube URL, take it and chew it up. And it gives you some, you can look at it, you can maybe edit the words. If it got a word wrong, you can, hey, it's too long, too short. But in general, what it gives you is pretty much ready to publish. Actually, you just answered my question. I was asking like how much posts oh, would you have to yeah. do on these? So it sounds like not much. Well, it's 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 not how much you have to do. It's how much you want to do. So you could just literally let it do it. And be good Being enough. a control freak that I am. So I'm this by two sides, my yin yang fighting. I want <laughs> it to be perfect. So if it's if it's totally doesn't make sense, I won't use it or I'll go in and you can say, oh, change this, edit this a little bit. But the realist in me is going, what's the quality of these TikTok things anyway? They just have to be good enough to hold your attention and maybe click subscribe. They don't have to be pristine. Mm-hmm. So I don't put too much effort into them, just enough to make them not dumb or wrong. And you can do as much or as little as you want. You can even auto publish from the site. I don't. I download and then re-upload. But it, it, it can be as hands off as you're willing to accept. So I had a couple of questions around mm-hmm. the different side of the thing. Uh, the content that it creates sounds awesome. And I've seen your shorts and they they do look great. Uh, Mm -hmm. I know from our talks outside of this podcast that Mm -hmm. you have been getting some free trials to Mm -hmm. use this thing with, to test it out and whatnot. And so I went and looked at the page and they seem to have two different pricing models, one based on monthly, one based on yearly. And they're all based on how many minutes you want to use of the service. And by minutes, it's basically like if you send it a 60 minute video that counts toward however many minutes you purchase, like the old days of phone cards, when you would buy a thousand minutes on your phone <laughs> yeah, card yeah. Right, kind of thing. Right. Right. Um, but on their free plan, which I don't know if that's the trial when you're using, but on their free plan, it says has a watermark on all mm-hmm. of the videos, Yeah. but I don't remember seeing a watermark on yours. You're right. Right. So uh, twofold, you were correct. Your first kind of question is, as you kind of answered yourself, it gives you a quota that you can either purchase or in your trial of how many minutes you can process. Even if you only get a 60 second video out of it, which by the way, usually generates about 15 shorts out of a Mm -hmm. 10 minute video. So it does a lot. But the time is not what you download, it's what you feed it. So if it has to chew on an hour of video, that's 60 minutes, as you said. As for the watermark, that is the lifetime free plan. So when you first sign up, I think you get 90 minutes, an hour and a half of free premium processing that has no watermark. Once you consume that, or once your trial of a week or whatever has ended, it falls back to the free mode, which has fewer features and has the watermark embedded. Okay. So so you create the free account, you get the 90 minutes of premium with no watermark. Correct. Oh, okay. Yeah. Got it. And then when that expires, if you choose not to pay them, they're like, you can keep using it, but you're going to help us advertise, right? You're going to put the sure. watermark on there is what, sure. you're, is what they're saying. Yeah. yeah. Look, it's not perfect. AI is doing it. We know AI is not perfect. It puts too many fingers on people. It does weird <laughs> things with rendering pictures <laughs> right. and stuff. It's doing its best to guess. Like earlier, I was talking about, I did a video that chopped up one of my Activision ranking tier videos, 22 videos. It turned into 22 games that was in the video. I turned into 22 short videos. So like mm. on barnstorming, I talk about weather veins and it said like V-E-I-N. I'm like, no, 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 it's not that kind of vein. Right? So you had to fix the captioning because it's just speech recognition. But you have the power to edit it. It just means, and speaking of which, that 22 videos that I made took about as long as making two long form videos or, or two shorts from scratch, but I got 22 out of it. That'll last me for three weeks. It's one a day. It's really amazing and powerful. And other services are out there. Opus Clip is the one I've tried. They're already growing. I got a notification the other day that said new features come and check. So they're adding more. It's not like a 
abandoned wear thing. So if you dabble in social media of any kind and you have content you'd like help with, or even it's just putting up captions, check it out. We'll put a link down in the description. It's not opusclip.com. It's something else. So don't, you can search for it or just check our show notes. Uh, Even just to check it out and see what it's like, or you could feed it any random video off YouTube and see how it behaves and you can see what it's like there too. So check it out. How about you, Mo? What have you been playing with in tech? Um, Actually, this is something that's kind of old, but new. So remember our last time we were recording a podcast, I had some issues with my microphone, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, right. And it took us a while to figure it out. We got it working, but you know, of course then it's like, okay, you know, it's always suspect after that. So you don't want to keep using it. So I was like, okay, I'm looking for a new microphone. And that was your good, like the, 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 the big Yeti that I'm using, yeah. right? The nice, big, expensive mic. Yeah. And so I was, and I was a little upset. I was like, oh, the Yeti broke. Oh, yeah, I know. I'm not going to get yeah. another Yeti. Then you're like, dude, you've had this thing for like, what, seven years? <laughs> eight years. And I thought about it. I'm like, yeah, you're right. Actually, it's worked actually really well for that period of time. So I bought another one. Mm. <laughs> okay. okay. I bought another Yeti. I just went with the Yeti again. Devil, you know, kind of thing. So um, one thing I didn't realize is that one Logitech now owns them, which I didn't, I didn't realize. know that. Yeah. Really? Yep. If somebody's going to buy them, that's a good company to buy them. Logitech yep. does good stuff. All right. And so, and how I found that out actually was kind of funny was that, you remember a while back, I got the little light for video conferencing that I use now. Oh, yeah. You know, light. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a Logitech mm-hmm. device. And so it came with an right. app. I pulled up the app because I was going to play with the light a little bit and I see a Yeti microphone on it. I'm like, what oh. the hell? So they're unifying all their devices in one app. It, yeah. It controls all their stuff. And so I li- clicked on the, the microphone and there's a whole bunch of different settings. You could change the way your voice sounds. You make it sound like an alien. You could do all sorts of weird <laughs> things with it. Uh, as we found at the beginning of this, you, know, you can control the gain and all that stuff mm-hmm. all within this one app. So you don't have to go out and do all this stuff. And you can store those settings. So once you do oh, all like that a profile, stuff, you can oh, save nice. the profile and just click it for next time. So you have the exact same profile every time. Right. So you're not constantly, like you said, going through and doing mic checks every single time. A lot of these uh, higher end companies that build multiple different pieces of tech are doing that. I have Razer for like the camera and Mm -hmm. a keyboard and stuff. And it's like all that stuff is in there. What I find interesting is if you don't have the thing plugged in, it's not in your panel. Like it's not in your control place on the Razer one. Is Mm -hmm. it the same way on the Logitech? Like if you don't have it plugged in, is it disappear? It's just gone. Yeah, It just doesn't show up on the thing. So it's like, yeah, you don't know. It's gone. Out of sight, out of mind, I guess. You gave it away. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, and of course, I did a little research. I looked at some reviews. And of course, this thing is still super highly rated. Mm-hmm. Everyone who uses it pretty much still loves it. And I'm like, yeah, the last one, like I said, seriously, it lasted seven Seven, at least seven years, as far as I know, right? As long as we've been doing this podcast, mm-hmm. yeah, is what the first mic we got, I think, after the first couple episodes. So, did you effectively just buy the same model five years, six years newer, or something different slightly? Same model, newer, ver- newer version of the same model, just newer version of the same thing. Yeah, yeah it's blue. I mean, it sound, I see sounds it. fine. Oh, it's, it's blue. It's black. blue. Well, that's an upgrade. <laughs> yeah, I had yeah. a choice. I, I was like, oh, don't need another black one. I'm like, no, because then I'll confuse it with my broken one. So I said, let me get oh, a blue yeah. one. So I don't that's worry. Good about Smart. <laughs> throw that thing in the trash. You don't want that know, anymore. I just don't throw it in the trash. Yeah, Generation X, take that thing apart and play with it. And figure out yeah, what gonna, its yeah. innards are I'm, about. I'm curious what's that, going on inside that, that thing. Absolutely. <laughs> now it normally goes for 129. This microphone mm-hmm. uh, right, right now on Amazon's on sale for like 83. Oh, wow, that's pretty. This is a pretty big sale. It's like 30 something percent off. It's, that's uh, that's pretty good. It it's uh, 35 percent off. It's 84 dollars yeah, right that's now. Close. That's great. Yeah, good math. Uh, that's <laughs> a great price on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's why. I, so I was like, okay, the gods are speaking. I'm looking at it. It's on Talk sale for a it. significant amount of money. I'm just going to mm-hmm. get it. Second day from Amazon. Sorry, George. And <laughs> we're getting better over here now. Oh, you are? Okay. Is it? It's yeah. not second week from Amazon for you anymore? It's a little better? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> okay. You know, I use it on our conference calls that we do every week and I use it mm-hmm. for this. But again, it's like it's it's just a high quality product. I'm still super happy with it. It's a known commodity. Yeah. yeah and exactly. if you're looking at one, I mean, 85 bucks is the price to get one of those. I know they have a littler one. It's yeah. not quite the same versatility yeah. and quality and stuff, but if you want a real one. It's though, only it's, a little bit cheaper than this one now with the now, sale. You're especially on sale. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. Yeah, right. It so, doesn't have yeah. the controls that this one does. And it's a little, it's like kind of in between the snowball and the regular. Yeah. Yeti. Right. It's the yeah. Mini, it's a mid range for yeah. sure. Yeah. All right. And I assume link down in the description. Oh, yeah? absolutely. Okay. All right. Very cool. Thanks, Mo. We'll be right back. Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. 
Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts. Each episode of Gen X Grown Up has show notes loaded with links where you can learn more about our topics. And there's even more to see and hear over at GenXGrownUp.com. I've discovered something new I like better, MaxiFins. Thin pads? I need protection. Me too. I tried MaxiFins for comfort, stayed with them for protection, and they're folded in neat packages to go anywhere. MaxiPads need bulk to protect. MaxiFins replaces bulk with a special material that works just as well, so you get protection in a thin, comfortable pad. Hi, Mom. My MaxiFins. Your MaxiFins? Try them for comfort. You'll stay with them for protection. MaxiFins, new from Tampax. This is the main event of the podcast for the three in attendance locally and the millions listening around the world. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time! All right, three for three in our segments. We all have something to talk about in games. Mm -hmm. We did that for media, we did that for tech and toys, (laughs) and now we're doing it for games, which means you as a podcast listener get to sit in your car for another 45 minutes as we go through (laughs) this next part of our podcast. In the driveway, right? You're just waiting for the show to be over. Yeah, I've been there. That's right. (laughs) I did have a plan to talk about PC gaming platforms, things like Steam and Epic and EA and all the mm-hmm. different places where you can download and store games. And I I really wanted to get opinions about that. But mm. about 45 minutes before we were going to record this podcast, okay. one of our advertisers, King of Nerds, reached out to me mm-hmm. through Discord and said, hey, there's a new game that's on the VR headset that I want to play with you and Mo on Sunday night. And here's a key for it. Go ahead and download it, practice with it, uh, get ready, and then we'll go over everything on Sunday. And that game hmm. is Dimeo Battles. Oh, now I remember Dimeo. That's mm-hmm. like the D&D mm-hmm. thing, right? Okay. It is, exactly. It's the 3D AR virtual environment kind of thing where you can go and play pre-placed campaigns, so to speak, Mm -hmm. with your friends in a very simple and easy to do format. Now, I have not played Demio that much other than when I first got it. It was very fun, though, and I enjoyed it, but the games can last for quite a while, and that headset can get a little heavy on your neck. The mm. holding those hand, those uh, controllers that come with a quest Two. I've got arthritis in both my hands. So it's a little <laughs> difficult to hold them for an hour or so that that game yep. is. Plus you're, you're kind of tense and you're stressed as you're playing this game and you're wanting to do well and win like you do with any video game. Demio battles, they seem to be two on two or one on one, just short, quick fights that you do. It's not like a quest where you have to go through a story, go through mm. different levels or anything. It's just these battles where you it's just you and a partner or just you and you summon some minions and you go fight the other people on a very small little square map. Okay. It is totally fun. I oh, yeah? really <laughs> You've enjoyed already played it. The, you just got a key. I played it for well, because he told us to yeah, practice to with a little him. bit. <laughs> it's like ready. Right. Okay. So I wanted to at least get through the tutorial. Yeah. It was very fun, very easy. Nice. It's all the game dynamics from the original Demio, but now with a shorter form game. So now you can sit down and if Mo and I want to play one night, we don't have to invest two hours worth of our evening right. playing a campaign with four or five other people that you might need to try and get together. Mo and I can just sit down and say, all right, I'm going to kick your little dwarf ass or whatever. (laughs) 15 minutes be done with a game and then on to something else. Very cool. It it makes me think of is, is the way that I watch TV shows is probably what's going to happen to you with Demio battles, which is like, I don't want to commit to watching a two hour movie. So I'll just watch an episode of family guy. And I watch seven episodes of family guy. It takes three (laughs) hours, (laughs) but you're not committed for the full thing, which is the nice thing. Right? So I can imagine you get in Demio battles to play a quick 10 minutes match you're like that was awesome let's do another one and another one but at least there are places where you could stop you're not committed to it right you'll probably end up playing longer than you think you would but you don't have to play that long which is nice when you have like real life commitments and crap yeah it's it's a great game i i love it I'm enjoying it. I really uh, think it was a nice find. It's brand new. It's just coming out. So King of Nerds happened to grab a uh, a key for Mo and I just to throw at us to give us a chance to play. 
I think Mo, correct me if I'm wrong. We're going to be recording our session for him to do as a video on his channel. So yeah, he's actually going to do an interview, I think, with the creator. Oh, okay, later. awesome. Yeah. So it'll be a real nice full video. If you've been to our YouTube channel, you have almost certainly seen <laughs> one of his ads at the start of one of our yeah. videos. Oh yeah. yeah, go check out King of Nerds. He does a lot of great VR stuff. And it's really a lot of fun. And I'm just happy that Mo and I get to participate in this thing with him. That's cool. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's uh, the first one of these game things down. So we've got eh, <laughs> 30 minutes to fill still. Uh, Mo, why don't we go to you next? Sure. So um, this is an appeal to all of us, I'm sure. But it's a new first person shooter, Robocop, mm-hmm. Rogue City. Oh, I've seen that come uh-huh. out. Have you played it? Oh, yeah. Oh, um, here we go. All right. I'm I listening. got it. So, okay. So I'm going to start off. It's a good game, oh, but okay. it's a little disappointing. Oh, all right. And and, and explain why. So it's, it's a first person, you're RoboCop. And when you're in it, like fighting, shooting people, you definitely get that RoboCop kind of feel because it takes place like right after the first movie is the time oh, okay. of this one. Um, so OCP is right. still around. Before that weird second movie. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> OCP is still around. You still have your same partner from the first movie. She's in it. Oh, right. Okay. You know, she's talking to you and stuff, but it's like, it doesn't quite have that feel like for, hmm. you got from the first one, you know, like you don't feel like you're like the whole new Detroit thing. It feels like an older style first person shooter game. Then as opposed to like a more modern one, you're doing a lot of walking back and forth to do things like to do one task. You walk over here, talk to this person, you gotta walk way over here, talk to the other person, you gotta walk mm. back and do that, you know, which to me is always just kind of annoying uh, when you have to mm-hmm. do it, especially if there's nothing, no reason for it. It's like time filler. In there, yeah. Right, isn't and, and they hid a lot of like stuff that you have to find. Like you find like these like stolen purses and blah, blah, blah. If you collect them, you get extra experience points and stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. But the problem is that they they hid them in like locations that you wouldn't normally go to, and there's really no reason to go there other than that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's nothing interesting there. Like you know, sometimes right, down like, a some, dead end alley or a building yeah. you can't go into. It's in front of it. Yeah, I've seen that before. You know, yeah, exactly. Like older games used yeah, to do that. I feel like you're trying to pad out the game. Exactly. Right. You're trying to like add stuff to it to make it last longer. Whereas like you look at games like you know Fallout or these modern ones. Yeah, there may be something off in a hidden area that defined. But when you're there, you get something else for it. Like it's mm-hmm. a cool view or it's something you wouldn't have mm-hmm. seen or you hear a conversation you didn't hear before or something like mm-hmm. that. This one that just sort of right. just sort of laying there. So so that part I thought was disappointing. And then the other thing is that they do the whole you're glitching kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like from the first one, remember he gets shot right. in the head and he starts glitching with memories and stuff. They do that, but I, I don't see what value it added to the game other than just annoy me. <laughs> Quite it's honestly, not progressing I, like, the story at all. I mean, it, it cursory, like it's like, oh, you have these memories, but then they talk about it and then that's about it. Like yeah. it doesn't change what you're doing at all so it's not like the glitchy oh. memory is informing like backstory like on what you're going to do next yeah exactly uh, it's not helping you accomplish anything it's just there yeah. so you're walking oh. down a hallway and then every five seconds you're glitching and you're looking at some image of your kid and da, 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 which i'm like okay why am i why is this happening like how is this helping mm-hmm. me in, enjoy the, the game. game more yeah you know and it got to a point where they started happy and started skipping it <laughs> I'm like, I don't care about that part of the story. You know, I'm like, I want to get to where I shoot people in the head because that's the fun mm-hmm. part. Um, right. Now, they do have some really Thank cool things in it. Yeah, actually, you do fight one of those, the big Ed things. You do fight it? a couple oh, of those. Yeah, yeah. Ed yeah. 209. Is, um, yeah. You can pick up other weapons, which your gun is pretty freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. So yep. the only thing I pick up are things like rocket launchers because your gun can't do that, but it does pretty much everything else. And they have a neat mechanic where you can raise skills and you could add like a card to your gun to make it better. And there's a little puzzle thing you could do to kind of help determine like, okay. Okay. capabilities yeah. at. so it has a little like those like little side games and stuff like that i want to get through it and see the whole story of what's happening but i am skipping a lot of parts just because i'm like oh you know mm. can we just get to the the fun part here you know yeah. we just get to part because okay. the story's not i'll figure out the story from context once i'm into the next part you <laughs> know so you talked about those skills that you can upgrade mm-hmm. uh, assuming it's like a normal skill tree in any type uh, of game it's just like a that. couple skills and you just rate them you just increase them i'm just wondering are any of the skills like tiptoe for robocop stealth mode because that some bitch makes <laughs> noise no everywhere stealth. you there, Goes. There is there's no, no stealth. stealth for RoboCop. <laughs> they, they, there's absolutely no stealth. You know when he's there. Yeah. <laughs> Matter of fact, there's one part where you're walking, some guy's like, what the hell's all steps? You know, you hear some guys talking about right. it. And they have these, like, you turn on radios, you hear, like, the funny ads and stuff like that that you got oh, from the, the movie. Oh, I'll buy that for a dollar. Exactly. And you hear right. somebody say that on the street, you know. It could have been a 
great game. You know what I mean? Like you play Ooh. it and you're like, oh, this could have been a great Ooh. game if they just would have done a couple things a little differently. Yeah. Like I said, right now, it's a good game. I am enjoying playing it still. But again, like some parts of the story, I am just kind of skipping through to get to yeah. the next part mm. just so I could keep going. Because you don't want that filler. You didn't sign up for the filler. You signed up yeah. to be a, a walking, talking robot badass. And that's the part you want to play. I get it. Exactly. You know, yep. And there's side quests too that you have to just sort of find. And the only reason why you know if you missed it is that once you finish a section, it says, oh, you missed these side quests. I'm like, uh, I, I just have to walk around randomly the, and find the, them. The, the after mission report and you find out. Yeah. Yeah. And you go back and I guess they want you to go back and replay. So, mm. you know, but you know, again, it's a fun, it is a good game. It's a fun game, but it's just a little disappointing. Not a great game. Okay. Yeah. Robocop Rogue City. Yep. So, John, you actually did something that we saw you play live. That's right. Yeah. Brand <laughs> new. I've been looking forward to this. I think I cheated and did it like yeah. two episodes in a row. I was looking forward to it. <laughs> then we had a date and I did it again. Uh, so just a week or so ago, November 9th, Berserk Recharged just released by Atari. Mm. But John, Berserk is owned by Stern. Not anymore. <laughs> you might remember a few months ago, amidst all of Atari's acquisitions, where they got M Network and they got Night Dive Studios and they bought Atari Age. They just keep going. From Stern, they acquired several games, including Berserk and Frenzy and a few more. So the first thing they did with Berserk, well, the first thing they did was they started releasing it right away on the Atari VCS store so you could go play it there. But it then became fast track to be the next recharged game in their line of recharged games that they do, which are, if you have not heard us talk about them before, they take an old game like Asteroids or Breakout or Centipede or something, and they remake it with a bunch of new stuff, power-ups and high score tables and stuff. It's not just a rehash, it's an evolution of the game. So they took Berserk, which is a pretty simple game. You're a little guy in a maze shooting mm -hmm. robots. If you stay in a room too long, Evil Auto comes bouncing in and he gets you because you can't kill him. <laughs> Berserk Recharged is kind of if you took Berserk and its sequel Frenzy and a little bit of Robotron and put it in a blender, dumped it in a glass, put a cherry on top. That's pretty well what you're going to get with Berserk Recharged. It's a faster paced game. So to accommodate for that, it is effectively a dual stick shooter. Now, not like Robotron where one stick moves and one stick shoots, but in Berserk, one stick moves, the other stick aims and you pull the trigger to shoot because you're not rap mm. rapid fire, you know, which is still effectively means you can move in one direction and shoot in the other. That's what mm -hmm. you need out mm -hmm. of it. Like all the recharge titles, they added power ups, things like a shotgun and ricocheting bullets, which kind of come from frenzy. Mm. Uh, later, you get these destructible walls or damaging walls that are like charged with electricity that can hurt you. But at its core, the gameplay, and I said this in a live stream, which I know Mo, if uh, you're going to link in the show notes later, in the live stream, if you missed it, I talked about the fact that it's going to be very divisive because many people look at the new recharged games and go, man, you changed it too much. You lost the core of what the game was. And this one, I almost feel like you didn't change it enough. It's like mostly what the old game is with a little bit of extra. Now, oh. some people will appreciate that. If you're a berserk purist, you might go, well, good. You didn't change too much. There's not like a big overarching mission. You're not collecting things to build a giant missile or a bomb or save the world. You're just running through mazes room by room. If you stay there too long, Evil Auto comes in. You're look. It's a high score chase. This is a classic arcade game. It's a high score chase. Now, all those criticisms I made is not to say that I don't think it's fun. I think it's a bit of a departure from what they've done with previous recharged titles. And knowing the timeline, it makes me think that maybe they moved it in front of something else and it was a shorter development cycle. Therefore, it has less innovation in it than we've seen mm. in some of the other recharged oh, titles. The second reason that makes me think that is if you've played any of those recharged titles, you know, they have the regular game and then you have this like missions or, you know, these, these things you have to do, like challenges. Mm -hmm. And they'll go, all right, well, in, in under 30 seconds, destroy, you know, a thousand asteroids or whatever, you know, whatever it is you have mm -hmm. to do mm -hmm. in this amount of time. And it has a bunch of those and they have clever names, but it doesn't tell you what to do. There's Does no like instruction. On, you have to figure it out. And I played like the first 10 of them and they're all the same. There's a finite number of rooms with a finite number of enemies. So it really is just bite-sized pieces of the overall game that don't give you anything fresh. So they don't add that much to the game. Overall, this is kind of a middle of the road recharge series. I think the more you loved Berserk and the less you care about an evolution of Berserk, the more you will like this game. If you, like me, thought that Berserk was kind of a simplistic game that wasn't your favorite and you were looking forward to seeing some new innovation in it, I don't think this offers that. It's enjoyable. It's fun. It's only 10 bucks, so they're not premium titles. The re recharge titles are very affordable and they come up on sale often, so... 
I would say if you're interested, but before you purchase, go and watch our live stream. Look and see what the gameplay is like before you pull the trigger and see what you think about it. Now, but, but I know both of you had a chance to probably look and see my gameplay and you've both gotten the game. We all got mm-hmm. keys mm-hmm. for it. I'm curious if you have any different <laughs> kind of angle on what you thought when you played it or saw me play it. What about you, Mo? I know you've played it some. Yep, I played it um, and I played it for a good, you know, I probably played for a good hour when I first got it. You mm-hmm. know, it was yeah. it was fun. But it you're right, it, it wasn't that different. Mm-hmm. And some of the things I thought were that they did where I was like, wait a minute, if I touch the walls, I'm supposed to always die. You know, like the things that an original berserk had. Yeah, yeah, not always. They kind of got rid of here. Um and there were there were definitely some things I thought were confusing. Like the countdown I saw, then I saw auto coming out, right? But then mm-hmm. like some of it, I'm like, okay, am I supposed to am I just going room for room? Like, why am I doing all this? Which mm-hmm. I guess when I played yeah. the original arcade, there was no reason, right? It's just getting high score chase, like you said. And they're still not. <laughs> Right. Yeah, and yeah. I, I guess in my head, I was thinking I was heading towards something. I don't know why. I, I just had that preconceived mm-hmm. thought in my head, which I probably was not fair, but I did. Yeah. What about you, George? Have you had a chance to play it any beyond the, watching the live stream? I know you were there for it. No, I haven't played it yet. I've um, been playing a lot of Alan Wake 2 still, oh, but of course, <laughs> uh, watching, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, watching your live stream on it, I, I just kept feeling like you, you mentioned that they didn't stray enough away from Berserk for mm-hmm. you. Yeah. I, I, to me, it didn't feel like Berserk at all. So really? maybe that at was all? just because the monitor was between me and the gameplay. I wasn't playing it myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It, Berserk always felt simple in a great way to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got a little guy who's little duck feet. He's running while he's smooth <laughs> on top. Mm-hmm. And the mazes were always pretty straightforward with, you know, mm-hmm. just a couple of different wall variations and stuff. Yep. And there was robots. And the one thing that bothered me the most, I think, was when I played Berserk, I always remembered hearing voiceover kind of like yeah. that mm-hmm. computer voice thing. I didn't right. hear any of that in your live stream gameplay. There isn't. I don't mind that you don't want to change the mechanics of the game. That's mm-hmm. fine. I'm good with that. But don't take away something that was that recognizable of yeah, the original game. Mm-hmm. You can, yeah. you know, evolve it. That's fine. You know, yeah. like maybe have evil auto call me a fucker. I don't care. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Just, but in that, you know, in that computery synthesized yeah, kind of right. voice, I, I miss that part. That was the yeah. part that made me feel like this is not berserk. This is a maze game that calls itself berserk. Now, yeah. I think it was a very fun, enjoyable game. I don't want to take that away from Atari. It looked like it would be a fun game to play, and I'm certainly going to play it. Yeah. Calling it Berserk was a a bit of a stretch for me, at least just because I missed some things like that. Yeah. Now, interestingly, that speech is in it. But it's buried in the music because there's a whole bunch of music. Oh, yeah, I couldn't hear it. So you have to really listen for it. It's it's not like because you walk in arcade, intruder alert, intruder alert. Like you heard that from across the room. Right. Instead, Mm -hmm. you have this Maggie McDuffie soundtrack, and the speech stuff is just kind of buried in that wave. Maybe turn off the music, it'd be better to play. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's a really great point though, George. I didn't even think about that. But yeah, yeah, you're right. Like that's that's berserk. Hearing that robot voice is really what made that game that game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think I'm gonna try playing it without the music maybe that would be better so then when the speech happens it's more jarring i would like that so okay anyway again check it out check out the live stream if you're (laughs) interested in the recharge series just 10 bucks and uh make up your own mind see what you think about it let us know all right we'll be right back i'm allison holland host of the kennedy dynasty podcast equipped with a microphone and a long-term fascination of the kennedy family i am joined by an incredible cast of experts friends and guests to take you on a fun relaxed yet informative journey through history and pop culture from book references to fashion to philanthropy to our modern expectations of the presidency itself you'll see that there is so much more to kennedy than just jfk or conspiracy theories join me for the kennedy dynasty podcast if you're a die-hard Gen X grown-up, you can pledge your support by clicking join on YouTube or by becoming a patron at genxgrownup.com slash Patreon. Only Chrysler has 10.9 financing on many new 83 American-built front-wheel drive cars and pickups. Ford and GM don't. Buy a Dodge car or Dodge truck. Plymouth or Chrysler. Save hundreds on financing. Many new 82s have 10.9 financing. And you get 300 to 1,000 back only from Chrysler. And all Chrysler's new American-built cars come with five-year, 50,000-mile protection. Only Chrysler has 10.9 financing on 82s and 83s. Compare. You'll come to Chrysler. Now, before we wrap up the show, we always like to take just a few minutes here toward the end to talk about what we're looking at now or looking forward to between now and the next time we get together. 
And with the strikes over, right, both of them, the writer <laughs> strike, the actor striker over, it's going to take some time mm-hmm. to ramp it up. But we have a lot mm-hmm. of stuff that's starting to come through the gates that was in production or waiting for some some finishing touches. For me, first thing I'm looking forward to is a historical film that I normally wouldn't be interested in because I'm not a big history buff, but Napoleon starring Joaquin Phoenix. It's theaters yes. November 22nd. Mm. The trailer for that looks absolutely spellbinding. It just, mm-hmm. and he was the perfect actor for this. And he just, he looks so manic and crazy. He's almost a Joker style character. <laughs> just doing what you don't expect in the way that Napoleon was like an absolute narcissist, and, but good at it. Like he was, anyway, I just, I'm looking forward to this movie. Are we going to do another media segment? No, no, we're not. No, we're not. No, we're not. (laughs) But it just looks interesting. I'm looking forward to that in theaters November 22nd. The second one, I don't know why, Mo, you didn't mention this. Monarch Legacy of Monsters. Uh, Let me tell you, it Mm. it always seemed like something that I wanted to see. It was always because I heard about it like two years ago. Yeah. And it just seemed like always so far. I didn't realize it was coming like now. It was coming up. Apple TV (laughs) Plus. November 17th. It's a couple days after this show drops, actually. It's right around the corner. I remember watching all the previous movies, and they're setting up Monarch as this big thing. I mean, where's the payoff? Looks like there's the payoff. It looks, yeah. the trailers look as good as a motion picture. Oh, yeah. They look great. Kurt Russell, also be awesome. Yeah, yeah. And the thing I'm most looking forward to is the return of the Fargo television series on FX, mm-hmm. November 25th. We love this series. We love the film. I know, George, you're the exception. You've never watched any of it. Mm-hmm. It's not your cup of tea. Yeah. But those of us that like Fargo, the TV series is great. The last season was a little hard to watch. I think we've all agreed on that. But the previous ones are still, they hold up and they're great. They have the same tone as the film. So can't wait to get back into Fargo a little bit later around Thanksgiving time this year. What a lovely celebratory time to see some brutal crime taking place in, right. in the snow. <laughs> How about you, Mo? What do you got on the horizon well obviously fargo also like that's certainly yeah 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 the the trailer it looks it looks like Mm -hmm. the older fargos that i'm used to and i'm definitely looking forward to it another one's another it's it's a superhero movie but i'm actually kind of looking forward to it it's echo it's gonna be a disney plus echo she was in the falcon and the winter soldier series and and the reason i'm really looking forward to it is that kingpin's gonna be in it and the guy Uh who plays kingpin vincent d'onofrio yeah yeah oh cool and so she's basically like a superhero that he kind of took under his wing and she's Mm -hmm. like an enforcer for him kind of i'm not sure if i'm Hmm. saying that right but one his character as kingpin was i think it's the best yeah. Amazing, yeah, um, um, phenomenal. Like the hit the rage and stuff. But having her in it too, it just seems like a really interesting story. So I'm kind of looking forward to it because it's more the style of the old Netflix Marvel okay. thing. So looking forward to that. But what I'm really looking forward to that I've been looking forward to for freaking years, and it's now <laughs> happening. And me and my daughter are both going to go ballistic. Is new Doctor Who episodes are coming out oh, at the end of this go. month, eleven twenty five, with ah. David Tennant coming back as the fourteenth Doctor, which freaked everybody out. Okay, that's- yeah, the last Doctor regenerated into a previous doctor everyone was like okay. what the hell um <laughs> he's only doing it's only gonna be three episodes i think and then the new person's coming in who was in uh, sex education who's taking over as the new doctor oh, okay so this is just like a short interlude but the reason why i'm really looking forward to this is that the last season they had with jody whittaker i felt really bad for her because they changed writers and showrunners all that stuff and it just mm-hmm. wasn't the same show like it just uh, lost something all those people are now back oh there you go. davies uh, all yep. of them came back they're taking over the show again so I'm hoping it comes back to where it was. And like I, said, I feel bad for hers. I think she got the short end of the stick. I think she would, her stuff could have been amazing, but to bring back the writers and the producer. Uh, so really, really looking forward to it. Uh, November 25th. So hmm. pew. Okay. How about you, George? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'm still playing a lot of Alan Wake too. So I'm looking oh, forward so to more of that. Though. I've done two or three live streams. <laughs> it's a fun game. It's disturbing. It still scares the shit yeah. out of me every time I come around a corner and some big rah kind yeah, of thing. You want to see George Scream watch his uh, live thing he did? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. That scared the shit out yeah, of me. Regularly uh, over on Twitch. George the other day was like, I want to play some more. It's like five in the afternoon. I'm going to go live again. I'm going to go do some more. Yeah. <laughs> he just impromptu. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, it's great. It looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, I'm also looking forward to Hunger Game Ballad of Songbirds and Snake. Mm. That's coming out on November 16th in the movie theaters. So this is the prequel to the Hunger Games films that we had before with Jennifer Lawrence and the books. Uh, this starts with a very young um, President Snow. Like he actually is a mentor of another Katniss Everdeen-like character from District 12 in, I guess it's going to be the first Hunger Games or maybe the second early, one. Is, early ones, right? Yeah. It's very early in that. Um, looks really 
really fun, but it's not the thing that I'm looking forward to the most, although I rewatch those films all the time. The movie that I'm looking forward to most, which comes out the same day, November 16th, is a movie called Next Goal Wins. Hmm. So, John, this is your boy, Taiko Waititi. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yeah. All right. Okay. He directs and he's in this film. And it's all about a true sports story about the Samoan soccer oh, yeah. club. Hmm. I've heard about this. Right. So American Samoa for years has been in the international soccer football community considered to be the weakest team of all time. Mm -hmm. And there was a real like English football guy who was brought in to be their coach to try and finally get them to the World Cup, because not everybody gets to play in the World Cup. You have to qualify in order to do that. You have to win so many matches in certain tournaments and things of that nature. Well, they bring in Michael Fassbender to play this coach. Okay. Taiko Waititi Mm -hmm. directs it. Just the previews that I've seen over it, it, they just look hilarious. And the fact that it's based on a true story always kind of gets me. Then it's a mm-hmm. sports story. Then it's a soccer story. So all of these things. <laughs> checking all these boxes for you. Yeah. Yeah. Just checking George boxes. Not, not watch this. this. <laughs> Best line in the trailer, Michael Fassbender, he's doing this inspirational speech. And he's like, come on, guys. We've worked too hard for this. And one of the guys goes, coach, you've been here like two days. <laughs> calling him on his bullshit nice. <laughs> Just, i love it it looks like it's going to be really funny i know the critics have not given its due yet but eh, fuck the critics yeah, i'm exactly. gonna go see this film and there enjoy it because yeah. sometimes you need a funny inspirational hell yeah comedy about big samoan guys playing soccer to <laughs> you go wrong. make your day <laughs> that's fun yeah, because that's so much new stuff coming out, so much good stuff. And here, yeah. the end of the year, and then it's going to be it's going to be the new year. We're going to have new stuff in the theaters. I'm so looking forward to it. Okay. Hey, before we leave, we have to take just a moment to thank our amazing roster of Patreon supporters. Mm. These are people who have not only listened to the show, not only gone to iTunes and reviewed us, not only recommended us to their friends. They believe in Gen X Grown Up and what we are doing and the entertainment we're creating enough to put their money where their mouth is. They have every one of them gone over to patreon.com slash Gen X Grown Up and opened their wallet and said, yeah, for as little as a dollar a month, they want to support what we do on a regular basis. If you're listening and you are a patron, thank you so much from each and every one of us here at Gen X Grown Up. You mean the world to us. If you're not currently a patron, we would love to have you on board as one of those supporters. As I said, it means the world and you would be so much appreciated. So please consider it. In the meantime, we're going to keep on doing what we do because we have these amazing patrons helping us do it. That's going to wrap it up for this edition of the show. Don't worry, though. We'll be back in two weeks with another one. But next week is our backtrack where we pick a single nostalgic topic and dig in deep. We're going back 35 years Mm. to, for my money, one of the best performances of Michael Keaton's career as the human exorcist and ghost with the most Beetlejuice. (laughs) Can't believe it's been 35 years. Look, we have a sequel in production. It's a great time to talk about that. So that is coming up. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Be sure you don't miss this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) That's coming your way next week. Until then, I am John. George, thank you so much for being here. Yes, sir. Mo, you know I appreciate you. Always fun, man. Fourth listener, it's you, though, we all appreciate most of all, and we cannot wait to talk to you again next time. Bye-bye. See you guys. Take care, everybody. Gen X Grown Up is a member of the Evergreen Podcast family. Learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com. Unacceptable for grown-ups. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown-up. Real quick, do you remember my looking forward last time? I haven't seen it yet, but the, the it was a comedy troupe. Uh, Please don't destroy the treasure oh, yeah, yeah. of some mountain or whatever. Talked mm-hmm. about that. Apparently, I didn't realize this because I don't watch SNL. Those guys make these yeah. shorts on SNL. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Please don't destroy. Yeah. yeah, they're funny they're as hell, every... actually. I didn't recognize them, but I just saw them on uh, Seth Meyers' mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. And they released the first four minutes of their movie. Conan O'Brien is in it, playing one of the, the redheaded guy's dad. And in the uh, Seth Meyers thing, I found out that's the first time Conan O'Brien has played anything other than himself in a movie. <laughs> he's a character. He's, he's this guy's dad. Because I didn't th- think about it, but normally it's some he talk show. He plays himself. Right? He plays himself. Yeah. So, so now I really want that movie. It's, the movie's not till the 17th still. But Coming up on 5-Minute News, I'm Anthony Davis. 
you might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not, it's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because the news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased and essential world news daily.